Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Yes, there, I needed to push that button again. I know I'll hear from Super Dave. As always. Hey, welcome, everybody. Great to be with you. It's Tuesday. Hockey talk. Political coffee clutch day. Hope to have uh, Julie Hoy with us, still waiting to get a confirmation from her. She's going to be able to join us tonight, plus a few other things. You do not want to miss it, including we are going to give Diana, the former owner of the Honky Tonk, who has sold it now, we're going to give her an award for standing up and supporting liberty. So you don't want to miss it. We'll be there at 6 o'clock tonight, Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. On McGillcrest, right next to the Salem Airport. Come and join us. Have a great day. Come early. Make sure you eat dinner, spend some money, and continue to support an organization because the new owners are going to continue to allow us to meet every other week at the Honky Tonk for our political coffee class. We want to make it worth it while, more importantly, we want to spend time with each other, fellowshipping, coming together being united in our quest and our commitment to liberty. All right, here's another edition of Who Said That? Quote, I think these bags were made by Democrats. They don't work, unquote. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now there's a reason. There's a reason why I'm doing this this is this is a little different one but i i'm just i'm again who said i think these bags were made by democrats they don't work the answer is going to surprise you well maybe not but it probably will all right lots to talk about including our weekly visit with state senator dennis linthicum he'll join us at the bottom of the hour so this is your opportunity to call 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220. That is that Power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220s.am. Jeff at KSLM.news. So this um, Lars hit the nail on the head because there's a couple stories out there about why ODOT has no money for snow plows. Of course, it's a lie, but nonetheless, Kotech is asking legislators for $19 million special money to ODOT as gas tax revenue falters. What do you think about that? Do you think maybe that, um, you know, we should spend maybe a little bit less money on you know, bike paths or these um, roundabout constructions or artwork on overpasses, which is all paid for by your money, your tax dollar, your gas tax revenue. And they're blaming all of this on gas tax dollars. Now, Lars call it extortionate notion. 
And he puts it this way. I mean, you know, he, he says it right. Snowing is going to happen in the mountains. You got to have snow plows. Okay. It's kind of like, well, as Lars calls it, plowing snow is transportation 101. So here, here's his rationale. Three plus billion dollars a year goes to ODOT. That's $8.3 million per day. An agency that hasn't started a new freeway in 50 years. Can't get a simple bridge across the Columbia. And now can't plow, plow the roads without another one-third of a percent increase. Among its more than 4,500 well-paid employees, some of you listening to this show are ODOT employees. Lars's words about well-paid. Some of you may disagree. Anyway, he goes, continues, ODOT has 70 full-time people who do nothing but manage money. That's new to me. Didn't know that. I know a lot about ODOT. Some great people that work for ODOT. Didn't know they had 70 full-time people that do nothing but manage money. There are other people in ODOT that need to go find another job. There's nothing more than paper-pushing bureaucrats. Lars kind of points that out. But they're also obstinate. They're also captured by the leftist mentality. Lars continues, out here in the real world, people who run short of cash must sort out the nice-to-have stuff from the have-to-have stuff. Things like rent, gas, and groceries. I rank plowing snow as a have-to-have. Yet out of $3 billion a year, ODOT's financial wizards can't find $19 million. It's the math equivalent, he writes, of a guy making $300,000 a year who tells his friends he's walking these days because he doesn't have 300 bucks to fix his car. I'd call that guy an idiot. Just saying, folks. <laughs> Just saying. Out of three billion, you can't find 19 million to do snow plows? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Who said? Wanna know now. Who said? I think these bags are made by Democrats. They don't work. The answer and the reaction might surprise you. Senator Dennis Lithicum at the bottom of the hour, they have a, their measure 113 trial comes up in front of the Oregon Supreme Court on the 14th. They're arguing. Talk with him about that. And maybe this ODOT snowplow thing. The, speaking of courts, the Supreme Court of America may decide this week, and I hope they do, to hear a January 6th defendant's case on the Department of Justice's 1512, that's a code, charges used only against January 6th Trump supporters. This whole thing has got to get in front of the Supreme Court. And 
including the fact that these people are being, being denied rather a speedy trial. It's long overdue, in my opinion. The FBI targeted and interrogated Catholics, including at least one priest and a choir director. They singled out traditional Catholics with pro-life, pro-family views as potential domestic terrorists. How do we know this, the Gateway Pundit story? Well... Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, sent out a memo warning agents of the dangerous, radical, traditionalist Catholic ideology. The memo was posted on UndercoverDC.com by a former FBI special agent, Kyle Serafin. He was suspended indefinitely from the FBI without pay. The Weaponization Committee just released more information about this issue this week. The committee found, and I'm reading from the story, that Chris Ray's FBI targeted devout Catholics because they are pro-life, pro-family, and support biological basis for gender. The FBI, they write, singled out traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. Now, they write how they ask this question how is this any different than any other marxist regime in history when will this criminal organization be stopped now kevin cork of fox news broke this story now i got to ask you this question how is this any different then what we know is going to be the defense of the Secretary of State's Tina Kotek's Ministry of Truth. Because we know what their defense is going to be, folks. We know what it's going to be. They're going to use a prior ruling in a case to defend illegally, unconstitutionally, without a search warrant using the Secretary of State to provide information to the FBI in Oregon and the state police without getting a warrant. And they're, they're, it's, a, it's a go around, folks. We know this is going to be there. They're signaling it already. We're suing them in federal court Senator Linthicum will join me. Let's go to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talking. We'll start with Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Well, the first, first one they need to arrest is Jesus. They need to, uh, they need to subpoena Jesus and arrest him. He started <laughs> all of this. Yeah, I guess he did, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. So that they need to get after him. And good luck with that. Hey, I just want to. I want to. I got to ask you this question, Freddie. I want to re-talk about uh, my support for uh, Julie Hoy. Okay, go, go. Julie Hoy. The reason she's running for mayor is because she wants to set the agenda, and she knows that being in the top spot will do that. 
So that means that all of our, all your supporters, everybody that listens to radio station, we need to hold them accountable to support Julie Hoy because they've been wanting to have someone with the gravitas to be able to do what we want to happen in this government. And Julie Hoy is that person. So get behind Julie Hoy. You know, that's a good point. You know, uh, in a moment, after we come back from the break, we'll talk with Art. And he's always talking about holding people accountable. Well, I got to tell you, you've got it right. We need to hold ourselves accountable to stand up for Julie Hoy. Because she's doing something and willing to do something about it. Exactly right. So we're going to hold Art accountable. So (laughs) Art, get with it. I'm holding myself accountable, by the way. Get after her. Let's let's support Julie Hoy. She's a real deal. Thank you. You got it. You got it. Thank you, Freddie. And I think uh, Art yesterday said he also supported Julie Hoy and was going to. Uh, I expect him to be at the Political Coffee Clatch tonight, 6 o'clock at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Come and join us. We've invited Julie Hoy. I'm waiting. Confirmation from her. We want to support her. Like Freddie's right. we got to hold ourselves accountable. Are we going to stand up for somebody who's finally giving us what we've been demanding for in the city of Salem? Common sense business leadership? Let's find out tonight. Join us, won't you? 620 back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll uh, we'll go to Art. Folks, uh, the Saudi energy minister at the COP 28, um, the UN's COP, 28 conference, rejected the idea of even a phase down or phase out of fossil fuels. No new oil, gas, or coal projects is what they're saying. You know, that's where John Kerry is and, you know, all the rich people that fly in there on their corporate jets. Yep. They rejected it outright. Hmm. Wonder wonder how that's going to play out. All right, so we're, we're playing a version of who said this? today who said quote i think these bags were made by democrats they don't work unquote and give you another couple of minutes to try to figure that out let's go to art art who said that jeff i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i got i got more important things to talk about okay all right right, but 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 anyways um here's what i want to say okay and I'm sick and tired of it, actually. 
Let's talk about the I-5 corridor and the traffic jams that occur there every day. Yeah, they do. And the waste yep. of time for commuters, for trucks, I, everything. It's just dang ridiculous. And do those problems get resolved? Hell no. They'd rather, uh, you know, have the project up in Portland for trolleys and all that garbage uh, instead of addressing issues that really need to be addressed. And I'm quite frankly sick and tired of it. Um, that's what they should focus on. Uh, they complain about pollution and all that stuff. Well, when you got to spend three hours going from Portland to Salem uh, at five or three miles an hour, depending on where you're at, what's going on. Uh, that should be a real issue, Jeff, but is it? Hell no. All these stupid pet projects that do nothing to make things better uh, occurs. And Wasting our tax dollars. The money, we pay the gas tax. Why the heck aren't they making our life easier? And I, and I just got a question them on that, Jeff. And they need to do something about it. God bless the people at ODOT. But it's for dang bureaucrats that waste money making life better in the city. But the heck with everybody else. You're right, Art. Thank you. You're breaking up, so we're we're going to let you go at this time. Great point. Sorry, I don't. Lars doesn't buy it. I don't buy it. Okay, nineteen million dollars out of a three billion dollar budget. They can't find nineteen million dollars. Well, it turns out they also don't want to pay for overtime for snowplow drivers. And thank God for snowplow drivers that go out there and work long hours when you get a big snow event, okay? I mean, they can't find, I mean, folks, out of $3 billion, I will guarantee you there's at least 5% in just wasteful spending. Any large organization with that many employees, with that big a budget, is going to have a lot of wasteful or just unnecessary spending, okay? Well, in my lightning, fast, quick mind, 10% wasteful spending out of $3 billion, wouldn't that be like $300 million? 1% wasteful spending, just 1% would be 30 million. We only need 19. So a half of 1% would get us there, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. I've been teasing you. State Senator Dennis Linthicum is coming up at the bottom of the hour. I've been teasing you with who said, I think these bags are made by Democrats. They don't work. You know who said it? Avis. <laughs> Our very own Avis. Um, 
she writes me this, this email, and I just I couldn't pass this up. She said, I couldn't help testing people. Went to Ross to get apples. Turned out apples were on sale. The bags they supply are so flimsy, I even double bag. Still flimsy and very hard to open. Got the first double bag in my big shopping bag. Another guy walked up, dressed as a businessman, had the grin on his face, glanced at me about the bag in his hand. He was also trying to open. I can't miss a chance. And I said, quote, I think these bags were made by Democrats. They don't work. He quick looked up sharp with a double, with a surprise double take, and then he really cracked up. I broke the ice, and we were both laughing. I said, we have to take this country and state back. We started a local group that meets twice a month. I asked, did he listen to the radio? He said, I gave it up. I said, KSLM, Jeff Krupp and Joshua Michael are calling out the Marion County Republicans by name and calling out the state Republicans too. They're telling people how to become precinct committee people so we can take back this county and take it rad. Tonight. So she uh, offered to send him the mini radio guide and he said, you bet I want a guide. I'll check these shows out. Maybe see you there. At the Honky Tonk tonight, Come 6 o'clock. Maybe Julie Hoy, but certainly worth it. Back in a moment at 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes for the top of the hour. In just a moment, we're going to chat with State Senator Dennis Linthicum. In fact, we're going to ask him about... This, this whole business of ODOT not having enough money to you know, conduct snow plowing. What's interesting is the last line of the Willamette Week article about this, where the Speaker of the House and the Senate President wrote back to the governor when she asked them, she'd written to them earlier saying, hey, you know, we need $19 million. They write her back and say, yep, we'll find the money for you. And then here's the last line. Our understanding, I'm quoting from their letter to the governor, quote, our understanding is that the agency has enough resources at this time to pay for its critical work ahead of the 2024 season. Winter maintenance, snow plowing. They just said, their understanding is the agency ODOT has enough money. So where does this $19 million shortfall come from? Is it real? Or are they just trying to play us? Well, ask Senator Linthicum that question. Folks, PacWest Lobby is the premier influencers here in the Northwest. And they are. I've worked with them a long time. They lobby both sides of the aisle. Now, the city of Salem should have smartened up and literally used their services. Because maybe they wouldn't have gone down the disastrous road that they did and the impacts of that. We'll talk about that tonight at the Political Coffee Clatch at 6 o'clock. Julie Hoy's running for mayor. And like Freddie said earlier in the show, it's time for us to step up, to be held, hold ourselves accountable. 
support somebody that's seeking to fix what's broken in the city of Salem. PacWest Lobby should be and could be a great group to advise them because they do that at all levels, not just the legislative level at the, at the legislature, but right on down to association management, other things. Check them out. Maybe you're part of a business group or an association that's not going in the right direction. You should talk to PacWest Lobby. Check them out, pwlobby.com, pwlobby.com. Let's go to Senator Linthicum. Senator Linthicum, got to ask you that question. Two things I want to talk with you about today. First off, you've got arguments coming up in your Measure 113 trial very soon. But what about this business of, does ODOT really need $19 million at all to do anything like snow plowing? Not a chance. This is just a uh, bureaucratic shakedown. Uh, and uh, uh, interestingly enough, the Democrat leadership says, oh, we'll find it for you. They didn't even question the math. They didn't say, no, we're not going to do it. Tell ODOT to shape up. They said, sure, we'll dig it out. Hey, and by the way, I went on chat GBT and asked who said these bags uh, don't work. They must be made by Democrats. And GPT said, Hertz. <laughs> Not Avis. <laughs> right. And of course, I'm <laughs> no, joking, good. but you. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Chat GPT. Avis will like that this morning. Yes, she will. Hertz. <laughs> Well, all right, so you, you think this is all just bureaucrats wanting some extra money and they've put out really a false story. And the fact that Dan Rayfield and Rob Wagner write back to the governor and say their understanding is the agency's got enough money to do snow plowing tells the truth. But we'll find but we'll find it for you, right? There's the there's the gotcha. Oh, we know they're uh floating in money, but we'll scrape up some more just to satisfy your need, your highness. And this is a addiction to other people's money. This is as common as mud in the state legislature. And you should be to go to the Capitol if you wonder what mud looks like. Go to the Capitol and you'll see it firsthand. Yeah, and that, uh, what, $200 million over budget um, renovation of the Capitol? Yeah. I mean, you people, they notice they don't have you know, newscasts about how capital construction is going, how the entire first floor is now missing, how the entire first floor will get replaced, how the whole thing is propped up on I-beams that are big enough to hold the Empire State Building. No, nobody's talking about any of this, but boy, we're going to restore this building so that it's in tip-top shape. And it's like, the last thing we need is Taj Mahal. This should be the people's house. We are. We had, uh, you know, the last meeting we had during uh, legislative days. We were in committee room A. It's no longer a committee room because most of the time the people aren't welcome in a committee, and they uh, they want too many hard answers. And so it's easy just to trash one committee room for the floor and trash another committee room for shipping and receiving, and um, and then let everybody else scramble for what's open. And but boy, oh boy, we're going to keep the original Capitol building, which has been burned down before. 
um, in tip-top shape because we like the marble halls that we parade around in. Yeah, that's Peter Courtney's legacy. Yet our schools are easily collapsible, built in some of them, you know, even, even later years than what the Capitol was rebuilt out after it burnt down is, is still inadequate. But hey, you know, we got to keep the Taj Mahal, the marble madhouse, the nuthouse, marble nuthouse, I think is what your former colleague, State Senator Larry George used to call it, the marble nuthouse. We got to keep that. We got to keep that standing because it's so important for us to do the people's business. Yeah, the people's business. And, the, and the, the, the other thing you mentioned this morning is just this this criminal academic redefinition of wording. Um, a a terror, domestic terrorist becomes a the the most straight up conservative family you know God fearing individual in the community. Now that individual renamed as a terrorist, just like male gets renamed as female and female gets renamed as male, and um, and it happens throughout um, your uh, desire for. Um, immigration reform becomes renamed as uh, xenophobic and these words just come out like lies on a platter and it's about time everybody in Oregon stood up and fought for truth we know what true good and beautiful look like we have to fight for those things every day every day now Uh, December 14th, you guys are arguing before the Oregon Supreme Court that Measure 113 is unconstitutional. How do you think that's going to turn out? And again, what's the basis of your argument for the audience? Well, yeah, it uh, it ought to turn out favorably for Republicans. The, you know, Jack's blog, the Willamette University professor, um, wrote an article in Jack's blog. This is several months back. He said the Republicans have legal precedent. The Republicans have logic. The Republicans have um, uh, appropriate reasons and can identify previous court precedent that supports their position. And their last sentence, Jack's blog, last sentence, and people can look this up online, was, but this is the state of Oregon. And so, at, you know, he, he, he summarizes it nicely. The summary is, but I don't know, the courts could be um, as wild and wily as, uh, as the body itself, the legislative body. And so this con that they lied to the public and the public voted this into, into being is still getting promoted by the Democrats and we're fighting tooth and nail to get rid of it. Our, our two other lawsuits, federal district court um, on the 5th today and federal district court oral arguments on the 6th tomorrow for election integrity tomorrow and a grand jury investigation today, both got canceled by the court. The court's too afraid to have us um, show up and uh, present our oral arguments. So they said, no, thanks. We, we're not interested in your oral arguments. We've got enough information. We've made up our minds. We're set. Yep, that's the same thing they've done with the uh, Thielman lawsuit on election integrity, right? That you're, you're, I think you're referring to that, aren't you? Yes, I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. So 
you th- give me your just your your gut feeling about how this turns out the measure 113 issue before the Oregon Supreme Court just just is it 50 50 is it 60 40 is it 70 30 I mean how what are the percentages that you get a favorable ruling yeah I I'm no good at predictions but so I'll I'll have to stick conservative with 50 50 uh, because you I maybe even worse maybe 60 40 against us because because The court is corrupt. I know the court is corrupt. We've seen their corruption. Senator, thank you, as always, for joining us. Have a marvelous day. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. 648. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back in a moment. I'm going to share with you a powerful win for free speech in federal court yesterday, so you don't want to miss this. Friends, uh, you also don't want to miss the opportunity to live comfortably in your home or your business during the cold months of winter. Freedom Heating and Air can help you do that. They make your life better. And they do it with some great discounts for veterans, for seniors, and half-price labor for Gold Star families. Why don't you do business with people that respect you, Respect to the cause of liberty. It's in their name, Freedom Heating and Air. Give them a call. Got any issues? Or maybe you just need to have things checked out before the weather gets really bad? Give them a call. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Or check them out. Freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. Freddie writes, other states pay and clear the snow off highways, and Oregon leadership is that stupid about snow removal. Simply amazing on ignorance. Doug writes, regarding today's topic, gas tax revenue isn't producing enough for ODOT? He writes, incremental increases in energy costs don't have much effect on the priestly class. You know, the one percenters. More excise tax predation by the corporate state won't hurt them. The middle class is being gutted. Manufacturing and factory orders for future production have stopped. Fascist creep depends on state workers valuing their jobs more than their country. Big questions are always the ones we ignore. You know, the middle class being gutted is so true. It's one of the reasons that the Salem City income tax failed. That so many Democrats, including the governor, voted against it. Now, the governor for different reasons. 
But the average person is just, they just know. Their living expenses have exploded. Who's responsible for that, by the way? Well, the climate change crazies, like John Kerry, you know this COP28 meeting? I just referenced it where the Saudis said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going to be cutting back anything on our own. Listen to this. You can't make this up, folks. John Kerry, the speech or the uh, climate czar, he's over there and he's giving a speech. He's on a panel. And (laughs) you just can't make this up, folks. I'm sorry. He's talking about reducing. Well, I'll just. I'll just give you the quote, and then I'll tell you what happened. This just isn't poetic justice. Quote, I find myself, he's saying this, I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in a position of responsibility can avoid avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. He said that, and then immediately... Apparently, he passed gas, a very loud passing of gas, and it echoed over the microphone. So now it is Joe Biden's climate envoy may have inadvertently, this is a gateway pundit story, I'm not kidding, inadvertently highlighted the need for personal methane reduction. You know how they want to keep us, you know, they want us to stop eating meat because cows, you know, give off all this methane gas. Well, apparently now we need personal methane reduction, human beings. And John Kerry just highlighted it. Of course, the, cl- the crowd broke into a pause. You cannot make this stuff up. John writes an email, by the way, 503-589-1220, Power Buick GMC talk line, emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. He says, the Oregon 13 walkout. Perhaps this has been asked and answered, but I'd really like to know what the Republicans accomplished by coming back. Both House Bill 2002 and 2005 were passed as a result of their return. So just what did the walkout itself accomplish if they threw it away at the end. Nobody's answered that. It's a fair question. They threw it away at the end. They threw away their political careers only to have three rhino Judases, the only way to describe them, in the Senate say, okay, we think they've modified House Bill 2002. No, they didn't. They nibbled around at the edges. It still allows 10-year-olds to get abortions without parental consent or knowledge if two doctors think that's in the child's best interest. It still allows the evidence of a crime. Sexual impregnation of a 10-year-old girl is a crime, folks. It allows that evidence to be destroyed. Thank you, Tim Canope. Findlay. 
and the other one, I forget who it was. And 2005, you were, all of that got passed. No, it was all for nothing. Sorry, I get a little passionate. Somebody else who's passionate, but in a different and a better way is on the line. Let's talk to Gary. Gary, go Beats. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Tough night, Friday night, but uh, better team won, and uh, we just took our lumps. Yeah, doggone it. You know, I was uh, really rooting for you guys. Yeah. I was. I was still wearing a Beavers outfit. (laughs) Good for you. But I did say go Ducks. (laughs) Yeah, well, as it turns out, you can tell by how we got uh, shafted in the bowl games that we weren't going to get to the tournament even if we did win because uh, Florida State obviously would have took our place and they would have had an excuse to keep us out. But, uh, you know, with Kerry, no no fart like an old fart. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um, the, the the latest uh, Nazi now is the Christian nationalist. You know the people that love the flag, love their country, uh, love the Constitution. Um, right. Those are the people that uh, are now the domestic terrorists. Well, which which people would you rather have? Uh, in your country, people love it or people. I'd much rather have the people that love it. You're breaking up, Gary. Gonna let you go. Go bees. Go, go ducks. Thank you. I'd much rather have the people that love it. The assimilation problem is going to become unmanageable soon. Got a text message. ODOT is administration heavy. Remember, the more personnel a manager has under him or her, the more pay they get. Doesn't mean they really need all those desk jockeys. And then Julie writes about the VA hospital. Biden has ordered the VA hospitals and clinics to treat illegal aliens. What a personal insult to every veteran who can't get treatment. Because now they got to treat illegal. See you tonight, 6 o'clock, Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. We'll talk about a lot of things. Maybe Julie Hoyden joins us.